But it's just airplanes, so it's not, it's it's, not really no this, this is the best seat now. It's, it's got a runway in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Oshkosh. How you doing, boys? We're good. Here we are. A little chilly, but we're good. The authorities have been notified, and uh, we're back together in the same zip code all at the same time. I, and uh, I'm really surprised they allowed us to do this again. I know, huh? The but you know, they did. The authorities. Oh, and, uh, and the EAA, for that uh, matter. That's but why God we didn't put up the... Uh, back again posters until after this was done. We're doing our preview episode a little bit different this year than we've done in the past. For years, we've been doing a preview episode from home before we traveled to uh, to Oshkosh. This year, we are actually on the grounds here. Uh, it's uh, Friday afternoon before the show has begun. show doesn't begin until Sunday or Monday, depending on how you... M- Monday. Monday, officially. Monday officially. officially right? Monday. So, uh, setup is going on here on the grounds. We are actually, uh, thanks to uh, our friends at EAA, we are in the EAA Welcome Center, the member... T- uh, center tent welcome and uh, we were going to be outside uh, and for people who don't know the the uh, welcome center tent is uh, right here out on right next to the west ramp which i believe is still called the phillips 66 plaza right is it still called that this year i'm pretty sure it is and uh, and setup is going on all around us. We were going to be outdoors, but the weather's a little inclement this afternoon. Uh, it's raining off it's and on. It's a little spotty. Yeah, so we're inside right now. Uh, so you uh, may hear rain on the on the t- roof of the tent from time to time. You also may hear all kinds of odd noises. Normally we hear airplane noises when we're out here. Today we're going to hear forklift noises. That's right. Think think of um, it's an engine. Don't think of it as a forklift. Yeah. Think of it as um, something with wings. Because yeah. setup is is massively underway here for the 2013 edition of Air Venture. Uh, I should quickly say that I'm I'm Jack Hodgson, and I'm here with my two good friends. We've been wondering who you are. Dave Higdon's here. How you doing, Dave? No, really good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, so you got here yesterday and started getting in, uh, you know, indoctrinated and ingrained in the routine for the coming week, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, the uh, penultimate. So far, so good. It's the. I'm sorry. The what again? Penultimate. Okay. Easy for you to say. And Jeb Burnside is here too. And uh, you also got in yesterday afternoon. I got too. in here. Well, well yesterday right, evening. I think, right, right at sundown local time. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you flew up in the Debbie. Flew the Debbie up. Yep. 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 What was that like? Good trip. It was a good trip. Um, um, st- uh, one leg up to uh, the Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Bay. Met met with our good friend uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Hardwick. Yep. Uh, he took me to lunch, and um, we did a little pit stop on the airplane, and uh, I waved goodbye and, and motored on up here into Oshkosh. As I say, got here about sundown. Um, not much weather to talk about. Um, nice smooth flight. Um, that's what our general aviation is all about. That's right. That's right. Now, Dave and I uh, were uh, left to the uh, to the mercy of the airlines. Uh, Dave, you flew in yesterday by airlines, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, caught a uh, United flight out of Wichita to my least favorite airport on the planet, O'Hare. Yep. Yeah. And somehow or another got through uh, unscathed and on the ground at Appleton a few minutes ahead of schedule. And you were telling me earlier that the flight from O'Hare to Appleton reached uh, like about 1,500 feet. And, uh... <laughs> well, it was kind of interesting. It was a, uh, uh Embraer uh, ERJ-145. That's about a 45-seat, 50-seat regional airliner. Mm-hmm. My fate, one of my favorites, because two thirds of the seats are aisle seats and two thirds are window seats, and I'll let you figure that out for yourself. But we came out of uh, Wichita in an ERJ one forty five and went up to about thirty four or about thirty five thousand feet uh, into O'Hare, and then left in a different one from the gate right next door, 
and got all the way to 12,000. 12,000 feet in an For the 160 yeah. miles between Appleton and, and O'Hare. Uh, and it was really an, kind of an odd feeling to be screaming along about 300 knots in a, in a, a small airliner and looking at the uh, cloud tops just barely below us. Uh, uh-huh. Now, did you luck and out and get to see uh, Whitman Field from the flight? No. No, I lucked out one year. I One year I flew in, I must have taken a similar flight, and flew into Appleton, and we came right up the shoreline, right over the lake, and I happened to be on the correct side of the aircraft. Actually, and we got a good look at the airport. Uh, what we didn't see was anything happening. It, was, uh, yeah. it looked from all appearances like nothing was here yet except a lot of temporary buildings yeah, but uh, yeah. uh we came over to the top of fond du lac so couldn't see it we slid along the side of uh, uh the west edge of lake winnebago could briefly catch whitman regional and then uh absolutely one of the shortest landings that i've ever experienced in a jet airliner i have a theory about this This is totally unrelated to air venture but i've been meaning to talk so you know a la the san francisco bad landing of a couple weeks ago yeah i've been on a number of airliners since that that incident that crash all right and i swear that it's been the four or five best airline landings i've ever experienced in my life and i have this theory that all the pilots now have something to prove and they're all like you know they're just they're just acing their landings now that's is my theory. I'm not sure what was uh, with the captain yesterday, but uh, he put it down right in the middle of the touchdown zone, uh, VM, VMC arrival, uh, and had it slowed down and stopped for the midfield turnoff. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, they're all working hard at it. Three thousand right feet. They're all working hard well, yeah, at it. The right flights now. I was on yesterday weren't weren't much different. I'm sure they weren't. <laughs> and, and, and for your numerous passengers, for your numerous passengers, Mike uh, liked it. <laughs> I should quit mention real quickly that we've got a couple of friends helping us out here this afternoon. Uh, our good buddy Mike Morgan, who's been doing uh, uh, lots of fun things for us over the years, has done uh, a number of uh, he, a lot of the in, the uh, the uh, disclaimers that we do. You created Mike, and uh, and uh, you also create the uh, promotional pieces that get aired for EA Radio here uh, this week. That uh, that uh, poke, I hope, good-natured fun at us. You know, he's giving us thumbs up over here. So uh, Mike's helping us, and Adam Fast, another friend of the podcast, is here taking pictures. And uh, I don't know what we'll do with these pictures. Whether you know we'll be just tarified, but uh, we'll, we'll have know. to review them first. Yeah, we'll have to see what we've got. So, and a little bit later on, we're going to join by a, another friend uh, uh, from uh, EAA, who's going to tell us a little bit about uh, about the week. Yeah. So, speaking of which, that's why we're here early to it talk is. about what well, we're here in general for Air Venture 2013, and uh, and this particular episode to talk about what we expect to see. So, what do we expect to see? Um, you know, I and and we always say, oh well, we're here to meet with our friends. We're here for the community and we certainly are but there's a lot of stuff going on I'm wondering if there's any things that you guys have particularly on your radar about let's start with airplanes are there any particular airplanes going to be here this year I think that uh, is Fifi coming that's an that's always a fun airplane Fifi's due here later in the week uh, and if I remember correctly she'll be staging some uh, uh, ride flights Good. Uh, I think out of Appleton uh, yeah, I don't think they do that out of here. Yeah, no, they don't do that out of here, although it's been done. But uh, I believe they're doing that out of Appleton. And I apologize if I'm wrong. The alternate would be Fond du Lac. But, uh, and then they'll be on the uh, on the square here later in the week. Uh, got a couple of other rare warbirds uh, supposed to come in, B-24. I believe Diamond Lil's coming in with Fifi. Good, good. Uh, 
we're uh, going to see some interesting air show entertainment because, uh, like everywhere else on the circuit, there's no military demonstration teams from the uh, United States military, but there will be some representatives of that kind of flying mm-hmm. from the civilian side. Yeah, so. yeah. Is that... Um what was the airplane we were all excited about that got refurbed down in New Zealand? The Mosquito? The Mosquito. The Mosquito. Um, and that was coming back to the States. Has there been any word that that might be here this week? I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I believe it's in, in North America now. Yeah, there was a financing or, or a promotional compensation hiccup on that. And I don't re- Oh, I, I, remember, I think it was had to do with fuel. Who's going to buy the fuel for it? Yeah. Oh, and, I remember. Uh, that. You're right. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember I think that. Yeah, yeah. said no. We're just you uh, know stick with bad. stick with the norm for all of our exhibitors and performers, yeah. and and uh, you know we're not going to buy all your fuel, but we'll buy enough of it. Well, you know. hopefully they they so, made, you know, made a deal. I don't know. We'll yeah, see, hopefully but, we'll uh, see. But I, I don't think that airplane will be here this year. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm looking forward to seeing that airplane. Yeah. Yeah. It's turning out to be a good idea that we moved inside. I don't know if people can hear it on the podcast, but there's thunder going on overhead right now. There was, and, there was uh, some. Yeah. Well, in true to form, we move inside, and the rain goes nini nani noony yeah, and doesn't well, start until we're done. That's I right. don't know. It That's looks right. like it's it, the clouds are looking pretty cool out there right yeah. now. There's some uh, some thunderstorm clouds out there. What, there's a name for that kind of cloud where it kind of does that poofy downward Mematis something? S- something like that. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. So uh, we're seeing I'm, that I, out I, here. I flunked out uh, of Latin some time ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> So that's uh, airplanes. Um, you know, what other are there any uh, product announcements that we've been hearing about? Oh yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be some forthcoming. Um, I, I know you guys. Sometimes you're in the know about things you can't talk about until they're announced. Anything we can talk about? Yeah, uh, I'm up to my earlobes in embargoed information that will yeah. be trickling into the paper, but I can say a couple of things. Expect to see some new power plants, uh, including a, a very uh, aggressively designed new diesel. Uh, or, as they say scientifically, compression ignition engine. Uh, there's going to be some Wait, new... Is that what they're calling diesel engines these days? Well, <laughs> you remember last year where, where Cessna rolled out the diesel-powered Skyline, but they never used the word diesel yeah. in, in well, describing it. I guess diesel's not a good word. I don't know. No, it was, it's... I don't, I don't know what their logic was, but they can call it a compression ignition engine. It's the same logic that caused them to not want the Mustang to be called a very light jet. They don't like to be associated with anything mm-hmm. common. Yep. Nothing wrong with that, but a diesel cycle engine is a compression ignition engine, and by any other name, if it runs on kerosene, it's a diesel. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're starting to get a little drizzle yeah, here. Yeah, the wind's picking up, and there's a little bit yeah. of rain falling. The, yeah. the tent's starting to ripple. It's cool. We're going like to see some new props. Uh, I expect to see a couple of new avionics uh, products, uh, particularly for the experimental and light sports right. side. Uh, Maybe even an airplane or two. Uh, unlike Sun and Fun this spring, Cessna's here in major force. Yep. Uh, Beechcraft is here in major force. Uh, and for some of you that come up here later in the week, you'll be surprised that there are no jets there because Beechcraft isn't in the jet business yeah, anymore. That's yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. It's raining pretty hard right now. I li- One of the reasons I like to come here in the summertime, other than the airplanes, is the good thunderstorms they have right. here. Well, the only Maybe thing better than... One right now, it's raining really hard right now. I- I'm-, I'm glad to be... Oh, it's hailing, too. Yeah. Oh, goody. Oh, it's hailing. It is. Yeah, well, we got, like, pea-sized hail is falling on the ground right now. And uh, this is cool. 
And I'm sure Mike can hear us better than we yeah. can hear each other. But the debonair's the outdoors, thing. isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh well, yes, sorry about that. Well, the only thing better than this sound is this kind of storm on a tin roof. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, we'll we'll see how it all comes we'll out. We'll see how it all turns out. You needed a new paint job anyway. No, I didn't need a new paint job. <laughs> I didn't need anything done to that airplane. Yeah. But no uh, rain, no we'll see. rain. It looks like the hail has stopped rain, now. I think no it's just rain, rain now. No rain. But uh, too late. Uh, let's just hold for a second here. Let the worst of this pass. Rolling, rolling, for, rolling. We paused there for a couple of minutes. The, the rain got pretty heavy, and it was pretty loud on the roof of the tent here. We were now, having a hard time. Now they're putting a tarp over the box. Yeah, now they're covering the uh, wooden packing crates outside the, uh, the door here. They've but, also uh, been known to close the door to the barn right after right. the cow left. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what were you, you guys were, yeah, now this is actually kind of interesting. During the pause, you were talking about across the way here, we have uh, a handful of Beechcraft aircraft uh, with a, an interesting uh, design element on the, uh, on the vertical tail. What, what, uh, what's well, that, that supposed to the, be? The stylized B standing for Beechcraft. Right. Uh, and anybody who's looked at, at the recent uh, Beechcraft paint schemes would recognize what I'm talking about. Basically, I have a black tail um, with a red B, and the B is stylized a good bit. Some of it is is cut off uh, in the um, in the uh, translation to the to the surface. And Dave and I were Dave was kind of criticizing how Beechcraft was trying to distinguish itself uh, with that logo, and I simply pointed out how. A moment ago, he was he was lauding Cessna for distinguishing itself. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call that lauding. Well, Cessna. Okay, lauding, but yeah, I'll concede. I was critical that. of that yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's come see, come see. So we were talking about uh, some of the things that are coming up this week. Uh, what, oh, and it's starting to rain again. Uh, one of the things that's, uh, I don't know how to put it exactly, isn't coming up. So FAA. Let's talk about FAA. FAA. What was yeah. that name yeah. again? Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, it uh, used to I, be I, UCAP's favorite aviation agency. I know, right. The, uh, the controllers are here. Uh, the controllers uh, are here. Have they, in fact, a normal contingent of controllers? They haven't cut back on the number. We they? don't know yet. I, that's... That's an onion I'm going to be peeling as part of my uh, yep. my duties here for, for the association. Right. Now, uh, figuring out you know what the what the the latest uh, um, in this uh, ATC uh, uh, fee business thing yeah. going on is. So as of today, EAA is paying the bill. Well, as of today, um, they made EAA a down payment. Has, has made what I consider well a partial payment, approximately half of the total. Uh, $447,000 payment to the agency. Uh, the remainder, according to the agreement, is due at some point after the show ends. Um, the association has also filed with a uh, Chicago federal court a formal petition seeking a vaca right. the, the, the order be vacated. And we, and we talked about that a little we bit on the last episode. That, yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, since then, the only real new development of which I am aware, and this was reported yesterday by EAA, has to do with some 20-some-odd members of the House of Representatives um, signing a joint letter to the FAA uh, protesting and, and uh, in opposition to mm -hmm. this whole uh, rigmarole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what that will lead to, as anyone's guess, uh, the agency has already responded uh, defending itself uh, two similar letters from the, a group of senators, mm -hmm. U.S. senators. Uh, I don't know that that will change 
I don't know that the FAA's response to these House members will change. Right. Now, controllers aside, the buzz is that, the, in general, the federal government presence here is going to be way cut back this year. I'm, I'm told anecdotally that uh, it will be way down. There will be very few federal agencies present, and those who are present will have a reduced presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, so there's a hangar, one of the old exhibit hangars that right. for years now has been, a, what do they call it, the federal exhibits? Federal pavilion. Federal pavilion. Um, the expectation is that that will be a lot sparser this year That's than it's correct. been. That's yes. correct, uh, Right yeah. now it's so sparse you could, uh, well, you could play paintball in there you, you and could, not have to you hit it. park any... a MIG next to it. Yeah. yeah. Now the the uh, the jet demonstration teams are not here. Are all the all the military static displays not here as well? Or, you know, will the will the warthogs be here? We, will we, the, we, the, we, the Black Hawk here. helicopters we, been here? I haven't read anything about visits from operational units occasionally send right. an airplane or right. two in on a training because mission. Because the about a what a week or two ago, the jet teams announced that they were getting ready to restart. Um, because I think someone suddenly realized that uh, that enlistments are down. That this is an important way of of attracting people into the military. Oh, they didn't and, suddenly uh, realize they were shooting themselves in the foot by turning off these teams. They they knew it all along, but they kind of wanted to turn a blind eye and so, to it. To the but extent I think what that, you're referring to is yeah. that they're going to start training again. Uh, oh, okay, they're not shows. going to they're not going to demos. I don't think they've announced any dates that they're uh, going okay. back all to. Right, yeah. But they're you know operational training for these guys is like breathing for the rest of well, us. Well, but I. If you stop, they stopped going to shows, but they certainly didn't stand down completely. These guys were doing whatever training these guys do. No, remember part of the training effectiveness and sequence is the 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 the, the practice flights that they did ahead of shows when they moved from location to location. That was training that wasn't being done because they weren't going to I say. See. So to the extent and right, spending to, two days sure. acclimating and okay. getting spec to the specific. Yeah, terrain. And Jeb's landmarks. making a face here. What's going on? I love it. I can actually watch the looks on his face. Now. I can't usually I, I, do that. Either the either the military demonstration teams have a useful purpose, uh, or they don't. Uh huh. And if they have a useful purpose, then they should be fulfilling that purpose. They should be practicing. Uh, if they don't have a useful purpose, then then they shouldn't be practicing. They shouldn't be putting on demonstrations, and maybe they should be disbanded. Uh, I'm not going to answer the, the the question of whether or not they have a useful purpose. I'm just going to point out that there's just a lot of uh, nonsensical games going on with uh-huh. this whole thing. Well, okay. and one of the That's rationalizations of all these military demonstration teams has been built around the idea, the image of them as operational combat units that are tasked with this extra work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the aircraft aren't ready for combat aircraft. But the flying that they do is supposed to keep them sharp. Right. For I remember that. reading a release and the airplanes one time. Could be put back into combat ready in a relatively short right. period. Right. I of remember time. reading a release one time that talked about how they could, you know, refit the airplanes and repaint them and in like right. a and usually the airplanes they like fly are Against old. Whom? Well, that's another question altogether. Um, and they don't get new airplanes yeah. to fly those. They get no, ones that are about those to are, be cycled yeah. out. Yeah. So, Jeb, you were making some bold statements. I mean, while you're on the subject of making bold statements, I understand you're once again going to be meeting up with your, your BFF, uh, Senator Inhofe. And, uh. who's, who's got the edit key on this? <laughs> uh, um, my BFF, Senator Well, you know, all, in all fairness, so, so I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm going to cut this out, but I think we have kind of a love-hate relationship with the senator. I think 
David, you're shaking. You're nodding your head. Yes. Speak. Please. I don't think that's. I don't think that's all that off base. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's things that he's accomplished, like the pilot bill of rights, exactly. Law, yep. That have some value, and how much value remains to be seen. Uh, for example, there's still some questions about how you uh, how they're going to execute some of the things that the new law requires. Uh, like, where's the form that a pilot could fill out to 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 w level a complaint if he feels like his pilot rights have been violated? Uh, then there's the other side, which you know kind of brings us down into how could you be that boneheaded senator uh, that kind of keeps it chipping back and forth a little bit. So, well, um, just uh, and, and and Jeb's in, in 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 fairness to Jeb, I should point out that that you, you meet with him as part of your role for the newspaper, Thank you. and yeah. uh, and uh, you know you do you do a very professional job of it, but well, I, we I like to tease you about it. Yeah. Um, Senator Inhofe is, is a stone aviation junkie. Yep. Okay. No one can hold a candle to Jim Inhofe when it comes to his love of and support of general aviation. That does not necessarily translate into uh, admiring his politics or his, his stance on various issues uh, which are not aviation related. Um, I, en I enjoy on several levels uh, meeting with him and talking with him, um, as I will do again this year, as I did last year, the last couple of three years, uh, about aviation, about what's going on um, from a policy standpoint, about his interactions with his colleagues in the Senate, uh, things of this sort. Um, this year, I'm sure that the, the ATC fees issue will come up. Um, I'm sure also in the conversation will come up some discussion of the Pilot's Bill of Rights implementation, how that is going, things of this sort. Um, I, I look forward uh, to that conversation, um, not just um, personally, not just uh, from an aviation standpoint, but professionally because um, there are things on which he and I will vo vociferously disagree, but there are also things on which he and I will vociferously agree. Yeah. And uh, it's it's um, always an interesting conversation. I, 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 yeah, and, and, and in, that way that bears, in that way, it bears pointing out that I don't think Jeb or I or anyone else would point to any politician and say we agree with everything exactly. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you, I'm I'm in contact in coordination with his Washington office. He will be here uh, approximately a week from now, yeah. uh, and, and be here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, typically. Uh, he and I will try to sit down for some period of time on uh, on uh, Friday or Saturday prior to the show ending for a story that will run in the in the last day's paper on Sunday. And that's I should mention. So that's the Air Venture Today paper. That's correct. Which, uh, if you're here at the show, you can pick up uh, each morning for free. For free, or find it online. Uh, or find it online. Air Venture yeah. Today. If you're not here, you can yep. find it online. So. Airventure.org website. Yeah. That's right. We're gonna take a break in a second here, but uh, any, the the uh, storm's kind of calming down. It's, uh, right, I, the sky. While, while we're taking a break, I'm gonna figure out which of you I can put on the spot. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, before we do break, anything else we should talk about? Anything else we're looking forward to? Uh, uh, let's see now. Uh, Looking forward to the two night air shows uh, uh -huh. and then uh, one night with big fireworks. Looking forward to seeing a movie or two. And, and this year, because we're, we're doing our podcast differently, we can go to the Monday night concert, which is Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. One of my all time oh, favorites. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, 
And uh, I'll, I'll give the whole agenda uh, a little bit later in the podcast, but uh, there are a lot of things we're going to be, UCAP's going to be doing here this week, and we'll talk we about that. We may stay up late that night, maybe 25 more. or 6 we, to 4. We might be up, we might be up, you know, but does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes with uh, a very, very special guest. We don't have to be lost in space. I can fly the Jupiter 2 and get us back home to Earth. Warning, 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 warning. Silence, you belligerent bucket of bolts. Dr. Smith, you must not take the controls until you have received a safety briefing. Oh, all right then, go ahead. The members of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast are participating as private individuals. Their comments do not necessarily represent the views of the various organizations they work with. Silence, you cantankerous clump of cogs. Also, anything you hear on this podcast that sounds like advice on aircraft operation is obviously very general. You should always consider your own situation, remember your training, and fly the spacecraft, uh, airplane. Are you that finished? That is all. What did you that say? That is all. Then yes, shut I up that finished. silly speaker. Oh, where is Jack Hodgson when you need him? You may proceed. All right, then. Here we go. Danger, 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 danger. And we're back here on the grounds of the uh, 2013 World's Greatest Aviation Celebration. Uh, the on, 61st. On, on the grounds of uh, Whitman, Whitman Field here. Um, the, uh, the forklifts are zooming around here. The thunderstorm has passed by. Uh, it's still a little bit cloudy. Uh, uh, the sun pe- peeks through every now and then. But the rain has stopped, and they are continuing to set up the show. Um, we are joined now by uh, someone who is becoming a friend of our podcast and is a great friend of aviation, chairman of the board of EAA. Jack Pelton is with us today. Hi, Jack. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm, I hope you enjoyed the. Uh, this was by design. The weather. I mean, this was just a cleanup. It's a lot easier than getting the hoses out. And if ah. you look at the forecast, there will be no more of this. That's right. And oh, there the will be. Heads looking great. Yeah, and the temperatures aren't going to get above mid 70s. And yeah, this is what yeah, we expect. I have great, heard that actually. Great That's camping weather. Perfect camping weather. Matter of fact, get out early. Get your spot. Get your wristband. Uh-huh. It's just a shameless plug, uh-huh. but. It is going to be. I, I mean, I do think people, we, we noticed in the last day or two, a, a big uptake on purchases for well, getting in here. Because I think people are starting to see that forecast and saying, you we, know. We would, we've been talking informally among ourselves about how we think that this is going to be a really good show for a couple of reasons. One, now that the weather forecast has come through, uh, there's no remaining reason not to come to the show. But there has been so much going on behind the scenes leading up to the event um, whether you call it controversy, whether you call it uh, rededication um, to the event and, and to the industry, um, I think a lot of people are very energized. You know, I, I'm starting to feel that that's the case. And, you know, you get you get hung up and, and I think I'll use a, a home builder expression. You know, we've got 90% of it done and we now have 90% left right. with these few days to go. But Talking to the volunteers out on the site, listening to the staff, talking to the exhibitors, there's there's a really, really good, healthy, positive feeling about looking forward to the week and that it is going to be a good show. Um, we have more exhibitors this year than we've had any other year at uh, AirVenture. I'm going to call it Oshkosh. Because that's where you, we're going to. You can call it anything. That's where we're going to go with it. This, we're going to. It is Oshkosh. That's as long what we as do I've too. Been, yep. been coming. But you, 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 you've been coming for a while, haven't you? I did. My, my dad was a member of Chapter One in California, and we used to Flaybob Airport. Flaybob Airport, and we would uh, make the pilgrims. Not every year, but we'd get out here 
uh, quite a few times and, and have just tremendous memories of that time with him when he was still with us because, you know, there you are with a, even when you're a, a uh, difficult teenager, not that I necessarily was, I don't, he can't, he's not around oh, anymore to, to he so can't check forbid. the stories, but, you know, to be able to have that time here around airplanes that you both love and to sit under wing, watch an air show and have those, you know, conversations that you love to have and this place allows you to have them and, you know, great, great memories of, of all the time and, I spent and here. And when you were a kid coming here, it was a much smaller, in many ways, a little more intimate show than, the, you know, growth. That's one of the downsides of the growth. But that's smallness and intimacy, I know, still exist here in the pockets of the vintage people and the campers and the Schaller and the North 40 and all that. It hadn't gone away. But sometimes I think about how much more intimate and much more cross-pollination there must have been in those years when it was... 60,000 people and not 600,000 people. <laughs> you know, it was, but then it, it's been a different perspective for me because I've watched it from back then being new to aviation and excited about wanting to be in aviation. Then, you know, all the way to a career of where I was an exhibitor, where this was an event for Cessna Aircraft Company that was critically important to sell airplanes to entertain customers. So I was on that side. And then back now, um, you know, kind of what I'll call inside the ropes as... Uh, a volunteer for, for EA in a leadership role. And I'm starting to see the full circle because in my retired life also, I'm really active with my type group clubs that I have for my airplanes and my 195 buddies, as an example, who are very active and come here. The buzz the last month on our chat board has been more of them are going to be here than any other year. But the, what they talk about is this is our once a year to get together from all parts of the United States, our common love for aviation, specifically 195s, but the camaraderie and friendship that they have. And that's one of the things that we're really working hard to to find a way that while we have to be commercial to, to pay the bills and to support our mission, we want to keep that sense of community so there are those groups that can come take the four rows with their 195s, camp together, uh, hang out together, go out to eat together. There would be some guys named Huckins in that group, would there? Yeah, Marvin Eddy is, is one of the uh, key instigators of that. And I, in order I, for I saw me to, him Monday night. For, for me to keep my standing with that group, I had to go down and take pictures that the, the signs are there marking their spot. Because I, I think saw that. Uh, if I didn't, they'd throw me out of the club and say, "What did you know? You're not even watching our back." So it's, they were very excited to see that. Tell us, Jack, a little bit about some of the specific things that are going to be happening this week that are are particularly exciting or interesting. I, you know, I, I just got done talking to some some other journalists, and and they wanted to limit it. What's the one thing you would tell people to come see? And I couldn't. I mean, I said I'm not going to answer the question because there isn't one, but there is one that um, is kind of pivotal, and that's the premiere of the Planes movie. And the reason I say that is I'm at a point in my life where I have grandkids. And, you know, Owen and Noah are two and five. And I'm hoping that they may gravitate towards aviation like I did. But you go to the toy store, you go anywhere, Target or wherever. I I guess I shouldn't be plugging any any sponsors, but um, it's not there. I mean, you got superheroes, you got cars, which Disney did a tremendous job with. I think this could be a breakthrough to start reaching the three-year-olds to the 12 to 14-year-olds because they're going to market this thing like it's never been marketed, and they really believe in it. And I, I'm pretty excited because we've we've struggled. When I was a kid, you know, I did modeling, uh, did still do some modeling, yeah, and that kept my aviation interest alive. But there's nothing there today because of the uh, Nintendo and you know all the iPad stuff. And here. They're going to get back to having, you know, 
toy airplanes and models and keeping it in front of them. I, I, I hope that'll be a, a, an interesting ingredient to reinvigorating our youth. Met a young man once who was really big on, on online flight sim games and flying against other guys, and he challenged me with a question. He said, what's the real difference between the flying that you do and the flying that I do? And I said, only one that I can think of, and that's the flying I do, lets me actually get out the door in a different location. And the conversation kind of ended right about that point. <laughs> right. Jack, have you seen the Planes movie yet? I have not. I've only seen the trailers. Uh-huh. And uh, so I have not seen I did see Dusty when it arrived. I, I just happened to be out touring the grounds, and I posted a picture of That's right. Dusty is one of the, is, an, is a full-size aircraft. A full-size uh, Painted up duster. to look like the character mm-hmm. in the movie, yeah. And, and, you know, they're, they're going to market this thing right. American Airlines has got a 777 that's in the... It's got a smiley face and promoting the movie. I was on a on an American flight going to a wedding in San Diego, and they showed the trailer in the airplane to the passengers. And I thought, this is, this yeah, is good. Yeah, very cool. Two questions. Where is Dusty going to be displayed this week? There's a Disney display that's in the College Park area, and the College Park area is new for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, I, don't can't give you the coordinates specifically, but What's it's off it a near? nap. It's off a nap and near the tower, right on the on a on a okay. triangle on the corner, and you'll see a large American Airlines All right. uh, tent there. But that's where Dusty. And will where be. and when will the movie be shown? The, the movie will premiere on Friday night at the Ford Fly-In Theater, uh, 9 p.m. showtime. We're going to start letting people stake out their place to to sit around 5 p.m. Okay. You now probably. The, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. Oh, I was just kidding. You guys have put a lot of effort in the last year into revising some of the stuff on the grounds buildings have moved there's new buildings in different places uh can you run through some of those that i think that would be most important for people that are coming here uh, from past years a couple key changes this year Um, we did build and i think when i say key this is always important to the attendees we built a new permanent restroom facility that's on the west end or actually that would be the east end of hangar c okay. did i get it right okay and uh you know we're trying to get to a place to get rid of rid of more of the portalettes and go to a permanent facilities which is you know makes it a friendlier environment we moved eaa's uh chapter and young eagle facility to where you and i are sitting now which is next to the welcome center on celebration way that used to be tucked over way by the hangar and i one of the things i noticed is i said this is our event that we're trying to uh, make inviting to our ea members and our chapters and our young eagles it should be front and center so we're excited to have that uh, mm-hmm. right here along with the new innovations pavilion ac- across the way there's a new perimeter road that was put in that a lot of people there's some misconception around that that was not an ea Activity. It was a, if you can imagine this, the, the government, from a security standpoint, wanted uh, a perimeter road and fence put around Whitman Field, which I'm not sure this is what I would consider a big threat. But it will, I think, in the coming years is going to allow us to get some of the traffic off the main mm-hmm, streets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives about it. If you've, out, if you've been out on it yet, um, I'm hoping yep. we'll move some of the the golf carts and and trolleys off to the back so that you just have pedestrian traffic on the sure. on the flight line. Sure. I don't know if you can hear that but we still have uh, forklifts bumping and and banging their way around here so setup continues. Um, you have a pretty broad picture of the things that are going to be happening here this week. Um, and you you mentioned that people ask you what's the number one thing. What are is there something that 
isn't getting noticed that you really wish did that should that's 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 close to your heart perhaps well I, it, in the sense of being noticed it, it it will be noticed once the show opens and that's i think our our air shows are going to be a lot different than they've been in the past we have moved away from using time blocks where you would see four aerobatic acts in a row of like airplanes and then you move to an to a different genre we're trying to blend them because we found that people once they saw what they wanted to see they lose interest and they they leave so we're trying to blend it and make it a more uh, choreographed sequence of everything from mixing in a a uh, a mike gullion or or a sean tucker to a warbird display to a ga airplane and and try to keep it uh fresh throughout the the evening we also have more people flying than we've ever had before so every day the lineup is bigger uh the blocks might be smaller but the number of actual flying uh events is is significantly different so Mm -hmm. That's going to cause people to look at the schedule and say, I need to be out there Tuesday because I'm going to get a chance to see X. The one, two things that I am excited to see is Jetman Fly. Um, I had an opportunity when he arrived here the other day to spend some time with him, and I encourage you guys to get in front of him and get an interview. He is a Swiss, former military, flew for Swiss Air, and he's a he's a skydiver, but he is a passionate, passionate home builder in uh-huh. his in what he refers what he does. And so I asked him. I said, Eve, his name's Eve Rossi. I said, Eve, have you ever been to Oshkosh? And he said, and and I think we'll all love this the way he responded because I think it resonates with who we are being here. He said, my whole life Oshkosh was a place I had to go. I mean, it's one of those if you're in aviation, you got to go to Oshkosh. I've never had the time because of of work to do that. This is my first visit, and I couldn't be more thrilled. And I said, well, what is it about Oshkosh that you see from your perspective over in Switzerland? He said, Jack, he said, Oshkosh is all about people who want to innovate and kind of build things that nobody believed could be done. And that's exactly what I've lived my life to do to do this wing jetman routine. And he said, I think I fit here. I think this is what you guys are about and what I'm about is this this whole movement of, of trying to innovate. And I thought... This is really a great fit. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he is passionate and real about it. He uh, um, and, and I observed that when he was trying to get his clearances through the FAA. He doesn't like bureaucracy and certification and all that. That drives him crazy. So um, I think that's, it's going to be fun because he, he's going to connect well with everybody and, and be a, a fun act to watch. Yeah. And the other one, is, of course, is Terrafuga. Right. Right. Ah, that's right. It's going to fly here during each day or only on one day? I believe or? it's only on Wednesday right before the uh, night air show. Or, excuse mm-hmm. me, right before the air show begins at mm-hmm. uh, around 3 o'clock. But um, I've purposely not even gone out online to look at what they have done flying-wise because I want to see it firsthand. I, I mean, I've watched the car. I've talked to the, the folks who are involved in it. And I have, I have, I have a brother-in-law who's not a into aviation that thinks this is the greatest thing that that ever could possibly happen so yeah. i'm excited cool there's no, there's no stress for that team at all is oh, man can you imagine <laughs> if you're gonna you know if you're gonna demo something um we used to even you know in the in the aviation industry there was always even talk about do you really want to do your announce your first flights right. or would you rather sneak one off and <laughs> and make it successful and then tell everybody today's the day and go do it and here they are in front of you know the largest aviation crowd in the world exactly. Going to go 
yeah. shoot around the pattern in it. And we have to ask, um, what's the latest on uh, um, the ATC fees deal with the FAA? Well, um, I, and I hate to consume all your time, but I, but I think there's a little bit of this that I do want people to understand. You know, less than 90 days in advance of this event, um, I called the FAA administrator and said, I understand you guys are contemplating uh, charging us for the, the controllers. And he said, yes, that's true. I said, well, can I come meet with you? And I, I went to Washington with Sean Elliott right away. He gave us a meeting and sat across the table and said, you got two choices. You can either pay us because we're going to prepare a contract and send it to you, which they hadn't, they didn't even have yet. Um, or you can't, or we don't, you will not be allowed to hold your event. Two choices. And, and you talk about feeling held hostage this close to the event. I mean, we've already advanced purchase tickets were out. We have exhibitors and suppliers and contracts in place. And we don't even know at that time he was saying it could be 600,000 or it could, we could try to minimize it and reduce the number. Um, I ran immediately back to Oshkosh and, and started the discussion with um, the local privatized controllers. Do we have an option here? What what can we possibly do to get out of having to pay the fee? And that close to the event, there were no options. And I think people need to understand that this this tower is a privatized tower 51 weeks a year in the contract with the city and, and with the a privatized tower, FAA takes control of it one week a year for AirVenture. So we have no, we had no latitude to do anything outside of their rules. And because there is a notum for the arrival process and the use of a taxiway for a, for a runway, we have to have their approval to run the event. So we couldn't just thumb our nose at them and say, we're going to run it without you. Um, so it was a, a, you know, the worst possible situation you could be, be put in. Um, we did a rally with our members. We got over 25,000 letters sent to congressmen and senators to, to uh, argue what they were doing is wrong. Um, FA response to that was, was thank you for your, your letters, but that was about, about, about it. We then filed a petition. We said, well, our next um, real only course we have is to go through the courts. So we filed a petition that uh, Alan Farkas, who is on our legal counsel here, did a brilliant job of putting together uh, a petition that, that, that challenges this in a very academic way. I mean, it wasn't just a, a name-calling exercise. It, it really is going to cause the FAA to have to take pause and figure out how they're going to answer that. That will occur. The first timetable of their response is in August. Now, we don't know whether they'll just come back and ask for a dismissal or, or what they'll do to kick the can down the road. But um, it's, we're, we're positioning ourselves. Now, that said, there's other things that are going on also behind the scenes. The, the action they took was what we think was egregious in the 2013 budget year. They have the funding. I mean, we know that. 2014 budget starts October 1. Now, we don't know with sequestration, will the budget get hacked and they'll start having a more defensible position to come back and say, now we're going to charge you again next year and we're going to charge you possibly even more. So we have to work harder with the legislation in this next budget cycle. And there is action taking place that we'll hope to announce and release during our venture um, with Senator Johnson here in, in Wisconsin. Actually has some legislation on the floor that would prevent the FAA from charging uh, any kinds of shows and events, not just Oshkosh. 
Uh, and then we'll work that. We'll work the legal side and, and see what we can do. And we're going to look at what are other options. I mean, can we go with privatized controllers? Can we use uh, volunteer military controllers and see how we can uh, prevent this from being something that actually, over the long term, financially makes it impossible to run the event? Does the association know how other large shows like perhaps Farnborough or the Paris Air Show are handled by uh, ATC in those countries? We, we do. Um, it falls within the same daily operating guidelines that they have uh, on any other week of the year. I mean, it's they do have a fee system, but uh, those shows are not a pay-as-you-go type of event. And we honestly believe that when you look at our system, you've got two funding mechanisms for the FAA. You have the trust fund, and then you have the general fund, and the trust fund is paid for by our fuel taxes, and that whole infrastructure is covered. So for them to turn around, in essence, putting a forty-five dollar. If you, if you, this is just my back of the envelope math. Ten thousand airplanes coming and going here, four hundred and forty thousand dollar bill that we got. Let's call it forty-five dollars per airplane for a VFR flight inside of the NAS. Is it, it makes the use the twenty five dollar user fee debate that's been going on for years? Uh, it pales in comparison. I mean, here you are. I mean, that's those are IFR flights for turbine powered airplanes above a certain weight category. Now you're saying a Skycatcher VFR into an airport's going to get charged forty five bucks. I mean, if this is the what direction that the FA is going, you know, we have we as an as a in general aviation, we're going to have to fight harder than we've ever fought to prevent the destruction of what we've had as a freedom for all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you're real busy and got to run. There's one other subject I wanted to talk to you about real quickly. Is he giving uh, me the hook? Well, he's kind of walking around Ignore a little more. Now. How are we doing for time? This you is- all right? We got five more minutes? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> for the recent past few months, you have been uh, uh, filling the role of president of EAA. Uh, I'm wondering how that's been for you. Is it is it been what you expected? Is it what, what's that job like? Well, it's a gamut of emotions. I mean, <laughs> it's been tough. It's been you know this is I've been in the the aircraft manufacturing and testing and certification business my whole life, and you know running a member based uh, association that has an aviation event is a little different than just manufacturing airplanes. So it's, it's been a been an interesting learning curve, yeah. and. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. You know, you, you always are looking for, for new ways to stimulate yourself when you're just an old retired guy, and this is certainly doing it. I, I mean, the question around what's going on going forward, I was elected as chairman for the first elected chairman we've ever had at EA in October, and that was a three-year commitment. So I've committed to three years as the chairman, and in, in the definition that the board has asked that the chairman be is be a hands-on role, not... 60-hour week hands-on, but be a more active uh, role in the leadership of the organization. It's also renewable for three years after that if the board thinks that I, I did okay. So I'm locked in for three. We are being very, very cautious of what should the structure look like? Should there be a president or should we use the existing leadership team that we have in place and have an active chairman who can spend time uh, managing the organization on su- at some level, whether it be uh, 40 hours a week, 20 hours a week, mm-hmm. 10 hours a month, or something like that. And one of the things that we have learned, and I think all of you have learned as members, is you know we, we haven't got that transition right yet. And we don't want to go back and repeat uh, what we went through the last year. We, we, we've got to be cautious. 
Um, it's running okay now, and we'll be very, very careful. And I, you know, having being being in the position of chairman, I got this dual role of wanting to also not make sure I whatever we do, we do right because it's it's personal now. I mean, it's it's on my mm-hmm. watch, if you will. So we're um, we're certainly not in any hurry, and we're gonna. Um, and see what happens after our venture. There yeah. is no search going on. Yeah, David, you getting back to some of the stuff you're at the show that's different. You, you mentioned the innovations hangar. Uh, is that a first this year? It is. We um, and it's a concept that we we're looking at it for the next couple of years. Where this isn't going to be a, a trial balloon, and if and and we're going to pop it if it didn't work this year. We we believe that part of what's interesting about EA and our and what Air Ventures is about is innovation. You know, you look at all everything that's happened from a you know the Delta Dart to the Pober Pixie to anything that's occurred, certification of aviation fuel. It's happened here, and we want to find a way to get back to highlighting some of that. Um, it's been tough because some of the big sponsors like a NASA and other people this year aren't participating at all. But we're trying to create a gallery with an area for forums and discussions in there that will get the people who are doing those breakthrough things uh, here in front of our audience and get people excited about wanting to pursue that themselves. We, for example, next year we're, we're very uh, hopeful that we'll get Solar Impulse as one of the exhibits. They really wanted to be here this year, but they're busy <laughs> trying to accomplish their flights. But things like that that... Uh, will spark the imagination of young kids to participate in aviation. You guys have done some work up in the North 40 that I noticed is going to make life a little more hospitable <laughs> to the folks that were at the most remote corner of aircraft camping. We have. We've, we've done, uh, we're trying to put better food venues in place. We're putting $2 bottles of water everywhere. Um, we're trying to continue to do grounds improvements as best as we can. It's, it's, it's tough from a financial standpoint, but... Uh, we owe it to the members to make sure this is the represents the association as best as we can. I don't know if this will be the final question or not. What will you will your role be here next year? My role next year be the same as this year. Mm-hmm. So finally, and, uh, and, and and but next year I'll know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we haven't asked you about that you'd like to communicate to perhaps people who are going to be coming here this week. I think uh, for those of you, is this airing in advance or this is will, it? This will be on the internet tomorrow morning. Okay, I, I think uh, we are really positioned to have a great, great week for people to come partake in. And I, I encourage everybody who's thinking about it, we've taken care of the weather for you. Forecast is going to be great. Uh, the displays and grounds are going to be great. And if you look at the types of airplanes that we're going to have on display, the Grand Champions and the uh, evening events with whether it be music or fireworks and and great air shows um i think we're we've we've we're off to a great start this year to be very inviting and i think you'll have one heck of a lot of fun if you do do show up that's great thank you jack pelton the chairman of the board of eaa uh thank you for visiting with us thanks for all your work with the association and uh, we'll see you around the whole week long you will great okay, thanks great. for inviting me yep and that's it we're going to take a little break we'll be back in just a couple minutes Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podcast, is back again this week as our guest on EAA Radio. I figured you guys were just arbitrarily opposed to these things. Of course not. We're always glad to see you back on the schedule. Sunday morning at 10 a.m. No one's more surprised than me. Producer Jack Hodgson. Sometimes you just gotta love a scoundrel who has no shame. Brings his friends into the virtual hangar. By a crew of three squirrels, two migratory birds, and a nest full of woolly worms. Uh, how about the folks you normally bring? 
like journalist Dave Higdon. Sign me up. And editor Jeb Burnside. It doesn't really pay that much. And flight instructor Amy Lobota. We're having a really good experience. And writer James Winbrandt. It is such a thrill to be here. See, they like it. This is the part that makes it just work for you, right? Oh, yeah. Listen to EAA Radio Sunday morning at 10 for uncontrolled airspace. I think it's cooler than Al's not, man. I see. Okay. I don't know what to say. Sun's starting to come out. Yeah. We're looking at the radar here and during the break, and Jeb, it's you're saying a sucker the, hole. Uh, the last of the waves well, may have passed the, through. The last uh, wave may have passed through. There's some, off in the far west-northwest distance, there's uh, some more splotches uh, on, the, on the radar map, but we don't have to worry about them here in the near future. Yeah. So, Forklift backing up out there. You can hear the beep-beep in the distance. Uh, setup goes on. Uh, it was great for Jack uh, Pelton to uh, yeah. take some time and talk with us. He's a busy guy these days. These uh, certainly these days leading up to the, uh, to he's, the convention. He's, he's as busy he's, as he's real grassroots. He yeah. seems like a real genuine guy. I, I've spoken well, with him a couple times. And I, if you I, I check a back issue of EAA Sport Aviation, you'll find a story on uh, Jack under the hangar caves topic that runs toward the back of the magazine. Uh, you know, flies a steerman. His wife has a sky catcher. He's got a yeah. uh, or had a two oh six. Remember, I think we actually talked with him about that a little bit when he was on the podcast a year ago, or not a year ago, but when he became president, or you know, you know what I mean, chairman. Chair- yeah. Well, no, no, but when he stepped in to act as president, he came on the podcast, and I think we talked to him about that a little bit. Right. But uh, um, seems like a very nice guy. I uh, yeah, he grew up with this yeah. and. Uh, the last time we had somebody that was chairman of EAA that grew up with this, his last name was Pope Beresne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Wanted to take a few minutes and talk with our friends who have been helping us do, uh, produce this podcast. Uh, first of all, uh, Adam. Adam Fast, how you doing? Hi, doing good. And so you've been taking pictures. You've been sneaking all around us here, taking all kinds of pictures. Right. I, you were, you were, you were giving us a preview of some of them during the uh, break and uh, some cool-looking shots. Thank you. We appreciate you. You're very welcome. We're going to put some of those on the on the website, and I don't know exactly how we're going to use them, but uh, but I wanted to uh, to get some t-shirts. Images. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. A t-shirt. Blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> David's admiring your camera. What do you think, David? I'm wondering what. Hold I'm wondering what the. Does that it's trans- a wireless shutter trigger, so I can. Uh, yeah. That, I was wondering how you you had it inverted on the on the monopod. I was like, how's he triggering yeah. the shutter? Yep, just with a little. What make and model camera have you got here? It's a 50D Canon. Canon. Okay, and you got as Jeb mentioned, you got it on a monopod. You've been sneaking around taking, you know, sort of traditional conventional pictures, but you'd also been holding the monopod way up in the in the air and and taking pictures and uh, some cool stuff. We'll put and, and, and without a remote release, you need a really long arm yeah, to reach know, the shutter. Right? So uh, very very cool. Um, Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your involvement with aviation? You 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 fly, you're a pilot. You fly. Yeah, you, uh, um, been a pilot for about seven years or so. Uh, belong to a flying club uh, down in Joplin, Missouri, Joplin mm-hmm. Flyers. We just got a RV-8 that cool. we're all getting uh, checked out in. And then uh, my professional life, do software development mm-hmm. work. That's right. And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. You're involved with the open airplane uh, program. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So this is the... Uh, the uh, I'm, I'm going to try and summarize. And I'm going to let you summarize it. What is open airplane in sort of a couple sentences? Open airplane ha- it has the sole goal of making... Uh, the life of pilots easier when they travel. Um, the goal is to make renting an airplane as easy as renting a car. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to create a simple, uh, a, a single standardized 
rental aircraft checkout so that people can walk into an FBO and not have to do a check flight and, and just rent an airplane based on a checkout that they got on another FBO in another town. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you've kind of just recently kind of, you've been working on it for a while now, a year or something like that. About two years, and, yeah. And it, and, but you've kind of really begun to roll it out now. You've, you've, you've actually implemented and opened in, a, in what, a half dozen uh, FBOs around the country? Correct, yeah. We have a half dozen FBOs right now. Over 3,000 pilots signed up and uh, in the, well in the double digits of people actually checked out and ready to go fly. Flights are happening uh, and the system is working and it's, it's been really fun to finally let loose what we've been working on yeah. and see people use well, it. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to put you on the spot because I know you're basically a tech guy. Oh, no uh, problem. We should get Rod Rakick on, on the podcast and to talk about it a little bit more. He's the one who probably can tell the story, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the we way that only Rod can. Sunday. But, uh, yeah, so uh, um, what else is going on? You, uh, what kind of flying do you do? Um, anything and everything. M- mostly just for food or for fun or because the day ends in Y. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Wow, that's that's there you all go. of them. There you go. <laughs> Doesn't narrow it down a whole lot, does? It? Not a whole lot. No. How long have you been coming to Oshkosh? Uh, this is fifth or sixth year. Uh huh. What are you looking forward to this year? Not walking as much as I did last year. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> You're probably going to be pretty busy talking to people about open airplane, I would imagine. Yeah, I will yeah. be. And uh, do you guys have a booth here? No, we do not. Oh, so you're just going to be wandering around doing the guerrilla marketing yep. thing. Yeah, wandering around, handing out business cards, talking to people, yeah. and yeah. having fun. But and now, um, are you involved with some of these uh, social media or whatever uh, 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 evening events that are going on? Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, if is there one or two places where people might catch up with you and Rod? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be just tweeting and Facebooking that we're going to be somewhere. A, a few times, uh, we will be at the Air Pigs Bacon parties at Camp Bacon, which is at Lindbergh and Forest Home in Camp Scholler. At Lindbergh, I'm sorry, Lindbergh. I think is it is it Lind? It's 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 uh, it's not the cheese. It's the pilot, right? Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I sorry. thought I said Lindbergh. Yeah, yeah, the you, other you, one you, is Lindbergh. Yeah, I don't know. You probably said Lindbergh. <laughs> I was, for some I was reason, chuckling over Camp Bacon. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you don't. Was you don't know about Camp Bacon. Camp no. Bacon is a big deal. All right. All right. Camp Bacon is it's air pigs, right? Yeah. yeah. And and as a promotion, he's been giving out. Ba- I don't know if he yeah. gives it out or he asks yeah. for a donation. He gives it out basically. He has a party many nights, every night. I don't know. It's it's two nights. Check airpigs.com. I think it's uh, Tuesday and Saturday, mm-hmm. probably. Yep. And then also Friday at 5.30 at the Sennheiser tent is uh, what has typically been known as Potapalooza. And that's usually put on by Sennheiser and my transponder. An open airplane has kind of taken over, yeah, and okay. we're going to be hosting that party yeah. this year cool. with Sennheiser. Well, that's great. Well, There's a little bit of connection between my transponder and open airplane. Yeah, people matching up, yeah. Rod. Yeah, yep. Rod. Rod and others, I believe, yeah. So, Well, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for your help with the pictures. You're um, welcome. And uh, Open Airplane is what? Openairplane.com. Dot, dot com, all right. Mm-hmm. And where are you on the internet? Twitter or whatever? Uh, yeah, uh, on Twitter, I'm Adam Can Fly and AdamFast.com. Okay. And uh, so check those out and, and uh, track you down here someplace at yeah. the show. Thank all you. Right. Great. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. And... Uh, Mike, why don't you come on over here? Just kind of put everything on automatic pilot, hit the, hit the red button or whatever, and oh, you're going to stand over there so you can. 
This is, this, is, this is Mike Morgan. Mike's been been a great friend of the podcast he for a can long walk time now. And chew gum. And he's been doing the duty of watching the mixer board for us so that the sound is as good as we can possibly make it. And because I always screw it up every time we do one of these remotes. Well, it's always helpful to have one more cook in the kitchen when when one of you has to read the recipe yeah. and the other one has so. to mix the ingredients. But he's uh, he doesn't want to. I wanted him to come out here with us, but he's he, he insists on staying with the board. So, no, no, I'm uh, good. I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm out here. Leave it on automatic. It'll be okay for a couple okay, minutes, sure. I hope. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe you shouldn't listen to me because I, as I said, if it starts to smoke, we'll smell it. So, so you uh, uh, did all. Have done all those great disclaimers for us over the years, and well, uh, you've got a battalion of maybe half a dozen people with sense of humor and the ability to put audio together. Yeah, I, I actually think that some of the other guys that have done them have done the best that you have. Well, but but I may have done more. Just as a, over over time, there's a lot that you did that are terrific, and then you also do the EAA radio promos, um, where you, you t- sort of you know, I don't know how to put it exactly. We love them, but you make a lot of fun of us, and uh, yeah. So so I, my my fifty cent word for that is decontextualization. <laughs> I sh- I shred uh-huh, uh-huh. your sound into a lot of decontextualized uh-huh. stuff that when you remix it, just it's great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound like you're making pulled pork. Well, the pork oh, part, absolutely. It could be, yeah. could be. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. The, could, that might be the name, the title of this episode. I don't know. <laughs> uh, not again. <laughs> what do you do out in the real world? What's uh, what kind of flying do you do? What kind of what's your involvement with aviation? Well, so so I I uh, went to a, to an interview a few months ago where I stuck a mic in a guy's face and he said, "Oh, I know all about you. I read the EAA website and know that you are the world's oldest student pilot." Ah, Which kind of okay. freaked me out because uh-huh. I don't think I'd ever been sort of Googled like that before. But the the truth is that I'm on my third student pilot certificate now. I just can't seem to uh, reach closure on this. Well, you're, but you're flying. But I am flying. Right. I between last year and this year, I soloed, which is which for me was a big deal. Congratulations, that's Thir- terrific. Thirty some odd years in the making. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so now I just have to finish the job. What was that like for you? No, seriously, um, that's a good question. I was completely ready, but I didn't realize it until I actually got to the run-up. I was a little bit panicked until until we got there, and then and then uh, my once around was completely uneventful. Yeah. The because next time I went up, unfortunately, was Saturday morning when everybody else wanted to be up in the pattern at the same time. And that day I learned how to do seven go-arounds in a row before I kind of got it the way I liked it. Really? Yeah. That yeah. was that was a little bit uh, that was a little bit different. That was uh-huh. in a Scott Kitcher. It was. Yeah. 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 So, now you've been pretty involved here uh, at AirVenture for the last few years. This is, my sev- you- this is my seventh year working with EA Radio. I'm yep. really psyched about that. I showed up at the door and volunteered uh, about seven years ago with the guy who was the chairman of that uh, group at the time, and uh, have come back doing different things every year. Yep. What an acquaintance dink. Yeah. It's our seventh AirVenture is uncontrolled airspace. Isn't that something? Because yeah. I know I did not meet you the first year I was here. What uh, everybody at EA Radio has your kind luck of a fun- didn't last. Everybody at EA Radio has kind of a fun nickname. What's yours? Uh, stuck Mike. You're Stuck Mike. Now, that was given to me not by choice and, and, <laughs> and not, uh, uh, let's see, not when the Stuck Mike podcast was actually happening. Yeah, so. that was, yeah, you preceded the Stuck Mike podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. it's kind of natural. I mean, someone named Mike who's on the radio, let me think, what would be a good <laughs> yeah, no, nickname I like it. I think it's good. Him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, and the fact that uh, you know, while he's talking, no one else can be heard or use the frequency. There's a you know, there's all kinds of opportunities sure. there. Sure. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this year? Is there anything in particular that uh, that has caught your attention? I changed my schedule so that I could be around to see the the two things that Jack Pelton talked about earlier, uh, by coincidence, yep. uh, the Terrafusia uh, demonstration flight and Yves uh, Rossi, the Jetman. Really? See, yeah. it's very, very interesting because you guys are all very excited about the things that I've been kind of, you know, sniffing at for, for years. And I'm going to have to change my mind and give these things some attention. And uh, Well, there's, there's some value in, in retaining a little bit of skepticism about some of this stuff. But, it's really, you know, the jet man, before he really started to prove himself, it was like, well, you know, that's really not even a new way to kill yourself, jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. Uh, people were folding wings of insufficient structure as far back as the late 19th century. Yeah. yeah. However, and on your last podcast, you pointed this out, the award has been now given for the first human-powered helicopter right. flight. That's right. So talk about something that doesn't look like it should work. Yeah, actually. And uh, for 100 years, there you know, there have been black and white films of attempts that show that it doesn't. But now it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the terrafugia... Uh, that that's one that's to a certain extent earned a little of the skepticism and inherited yeah. a little of the skepticism yeah. uh the inherited part being the number of uh tries and failures uh, of creating a, a flying car if you will and only one real winner and it didn't succeed commercially and that was you know the the taylor aero car yeah, uh, which i think there's one for sale right now there was one at, at Sun and Fun a few years back. I'm, I'm going to punt and say maybe serial number four or something like that. It looked complete. It was for sale. Uh, I wouldn't call it airworthy, but it was complete. Well, and one flew here uh, at the show last year. Well, I don't year know, before, a dozen years like, ago. Oh, no. I don't, well, this was when I was still shooting for the daily because one won, of those, I, maybe I, this, maybe it's not this particular model, but the, one of these flying cars, I'm making little finger quotes here, yeah, um, flew here like last year or the, the year Taylor, before or something like that. Yeah, The Taylor uh, Aero car. Uh, Plus they've been having an Artie and Ed's drive-in. No, seriously, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, Mike? Yeah, 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 last year, all the flying cars got together over at Artie and Ed's. Oh, and really? those were Those were Mavericks. But I think there was a couple of there was there were a couple of different at least two different two or three different models. There was the one Mavericks. No, I think there was a couple of different models. That might you know so that at 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 RD and Ed's. So uh, well, you remember the last time a lot of us were this skeptical about something that didn't look like it ought to work was the giant leaf blower with a man attached in two thousand and eight. You remember that the the the, the Martin jetpack. Right. Well, we all commented that it sounded like a leaf blower. Well, oh. on Sunday night, uh, right before AirVenture starts, EAA is doing what, what we're calling a sort of a pre-flight briefing. We've gone deep, to deep into the archives and pulled out a bunch of old interviews that have some relevance to things that are happening late this year. Oh, really? Okay. So the one connecting, appropriately or not, to the Jetman is a package I did in 2008 on the introduction of the Martin Jetpack <laughs> and, and, the, and the leaf blower sound, which is very distinctive. And, uh-huh. it, and we all went, what the heck? When, <laughs> when, when the word jetpack was associated with yep, that sound. Yep. 
Well, that's great. So, uh, anything else you're looking forward to this year? So that's that kind of that's, that's pretty I, good. Well, uh, sort of the the insider scoop for people who may know about EA Radio through its Facebook page is that we have built a new radio station. You yeah. mentioned in the last episode that the building we were in last year was torn down. So EAA has uh, repurposed some buildings, set them up, and so over the last two weeks we've had amateur and professional, full time and part time groups of people coming in to basically build a new radio station yeah right next door to you your offices are, at Air neighbors Venture today yep uh so yeah. we're really yeah, we, excited we, about we, we we looked at that and went well there goes the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> you come over and see our gorgeous donated well, carpet in our beautiful three studios yeah. you know, in the past it was eaa photo and i had a mobile home and we're like saying well you know at least we have a permanent structure here they're just in a mobile home so we we know who's you know top of that uh, 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 that, <laughs> That's right. That uh, totem pole. And now you've moved this building in. You've painted it. It's all. It's not. We're like, wait a second. Now all of a sudden, we're the sl- kids in the slum. <laughs> yeah, we, we we want some of that. You, yeah, your east face needs a new paint job. I don't know if it got if it got one. But. It's absolutely the truth. There's and I don't know whether paint, I'm going to leave a that can in of the paint sitting out there right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a brush and a roller or not. Yeah, but. yeah. That poor old building needs more than a coat of paint. Take my word for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, the building we were in was the convention headquarters for years. Yeah. That, our building uh, has had a, a lot of history. Porch. So does the, the building you used to be in. The building you guys used to be in, like, was also was right. the original newspaper office, and uh, you know, it so. was the announcer stand. May it rest yeah. in peace. So, yeah, the building you're in now was our EAA today. It was called in 1994 when the oh my daily goodness. returned to Oshkosh for the yeah. first time. You may not recognize it. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> as sad as I am to see that building gone, it, it that area out there is really quite nice now um mm-hmm. it's just nice and open it's all right out there next to the uh, the brown arch and uh, and honestly a lot more people will get a chance yeah to, so to use you that know spot. unfortunate but you know time marches on and yeah i think it's an improvement to the grounds you know so anyways um where can people find you on the internet uh, on the twitter and on or wherever it is you hang out i'll be on all week uh every few minutes with some interstitial announcement of one kind or another on earadio.net yeah, you're right net. And and are, and do you appear on Twitter or the Facebook or I, anything not, like that? You know, I'm not a social networking okay. kind of person. Yeah. So how do people find EA Radio is going to stream on the internet again this year? Yes. So we'll be live starting Sunday night through the week. And then the other 51 weeks out of the year, we continue to stream the content that's produced during AirVenture. So you can uh, plug in and get a dose anytime all year. Mm-hmm. And relive last year's yeah. all over again. You can relive the last seven or eight years, actually. Wow. You know, yeah. th- three quarters of the hour, it's last year. And then for a quarter of the hour, it's way in the archive. Yeah. Finally, let me put you on the spot here. The, the radio frequencies for EA Radio, do you have them in your head? 1210 AM. Yep. And, uh, yeah, sorry about that. 921? Wow. No, it's not. 965, I think. It, it moves every year. Oh, okay. All right. It's, it's one of those. Yo, ho, ho. But uh, so on the EA, is it like airventure.org slash radio? Yes. EA no, it's earadio.net. We have, we, oh, have, okay. we have a player at earadio.net. And then there's a, there are some apps for, for various smartphones and tablet devices as well. earadio.net is a good starting place. Yeah. And, uh, terrific. Thank you, Mike. Thanks Thank for you. all your help with the, with the audio and uh, everything you do. Appreciate it. Well, boys, uh, time to get on with it here we've gone on a lot longer than than the time that i allotted for this yeah, but we gotta uh, get back to work yeah so uh work. um 
It's Friday afternoon. Uh, things are really starting to pick up. Uh, tomorrow's another setup day. Sunday's sort of the unofficial first day, day zero. Um, and first newspaper on Sunday. Uh, first newspaper on first Sunday. First newspaper yeah. hand We're out already and on the on internet. Right. Yep, already working on it. And, uh, uh, and, and as uh, to, to repeat something Jack Pelton said, there's a lot going to be happening here, a lot of new stuff, a lot of familiar stuff. Uh, and there was never, there's never been a year in the, in, in the last 20 where I think it'd be more important and more meaningful for the aviation community yeah. for you to come to Oshkosh and then relay your experiences here to your congressmen, your senators, your friends, your neighbors. Uh, and anybody that's sitting out there still a little steamed about this, we're all steamed. But for God's sakes, don't consider boycotting the show because you think it's going to hurt the FAA. I don't, it ain't. I don't think uh, it's, it's an exaggeration to say that the FAA has threatened the very existence of this show. Yeah, I don't think so either. And if you've ever been to Oshkosh before, or if you've never been to Oshkosh before, this would be a really good year. I'm not sitting, I'm not going to sit here and use scare tactics and suggest that there may not be another opportunity. There will be many more opportunities. Um, but this year, perhaps more so than any recent year, uh, is the year to come. Yep. Um, we're going to be here all week long. In addition to the newspaper, Uncontrolled Airspace is going to be doing, uh, in addition to this episode, we're going to be doing our shorter daily episodes oh, each boy. day uh, during the week from various locations all around the grounds. First and, time uh, of it. Oh, man. Those are going to be a lot of fun. Check those out. Those will be in our regular feed. And then we'll wrap up the week uh, on Sunday morning where we will be doing uh, our, our, our legendary, <laughs> it's almost legendary, seven years, um, where I... Mike, do you know whether this is public knowledge yet? Can we say where it is we're doing that episode from? See, you don't know either, so I'm not going to say. But it's a cool location. Not quite as cool as the old location, but a very, very cool location. Um, but you'll hear about it on the dailies later. But you'll hear it on the dailies as, as the week progresses. That'll be, so uh, tune back. And that'll be actually live on EA Radio and on the stream, uh, as well as uh, packaged up and just, put on Just our, look our for feed. the Winnebago County Sheriff's yeah. cars. And uh, if you're a listener and you are here this week, don't forget that we're having our annual tie-down party on Thursday evening, uh, starting at 6 uh, until approximately 8 or maybe a little later don't arrive much later than eight you never know what might happen jeb says you can arrive after eight if you bring pizza um i don't know about that but uh but six to and eight at the pedestrian Thursday gate evening, up by the superb eight by the uh what we what i like to call the super eight gate which is uh, the pedestrian gate up at the northwest corner of the grounds there's a, a shuttle bus stop right there and you can also drive uh, in and park in either the super eight or the uh the uh, Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck, thank you. Friar Tuck's parking lot, and uh, and join us for a, a couple of uh, beers or soft drinks, or uh, and we'll have some cheesy poofs, and uh, we'll have a good time. A lot of people bring you no tam. We'll yeah. sign no tams. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, uh, I guess. sign shirts. We'll uh, thank you for listening. We'll shake your hand and offer you a yeah. beer. So we're gonna have a good week. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think Jeb might be right. This could turn out to be one of the best uh, air ventures we've had in a while. Uh, some quick thank yous. Thank you to Adam Fast for uh, taking pictures and for telling us about Open Airplane and just kind of being a friend of the podcast. Uh, thank you to Mike Morgan for pitching in with uh, the audio stuff here and uh, for all he's done for us over the years with the disclaimers and the promos and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, thanks to Jack Pelton for taking some time out of his busy schedule and uh, and visiting with us and uh, telling us about what's what's what and what's going on and uh, um, and we wish him the best in in whatever he chooses whatever role he chooses to continue with this organization um, thanks to uh, Jeb thank you Jeb 
My and pleasure. Thank you. Jeb Burnside and Dave Higdon. Thanks. And I'm Jack Hodgson. And uh, David, was there something you wanted to say? Well, good way to make your life longer is flat Oshkosh, because as you know, time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. And that's enough talking. Let's go check out the air show. We'll see you here next week. Thank you.